Old Testament reading is from the 43rd chapter of Isaiah, the first seven verses. But now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba in exchange for you. Because you are precious in my sight and honored, and I love you. I give people in return for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and from the west. I will gather you. I will say to the north, give them up. And to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from far away and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Now before we read from Luke's gospel, let me tell you about a Bible day's farming process and a tool that are not so familiar to most of us, I think, but were very familiar to the people Luke was writing to and they knew well. You see, when wheat was harvested, you had to separate the good grain from the junky chaff. Think of it as, well, analogous, you might say, to getting the spam out of your email file. <laughs> chaff, chaff itself, it's, it's lighter than wheat, so what they would do is they would toss, toss it all into the air, into the breeze, and the lighter chaff would blow away. And the wheat would fall to the threshing floor to be swept up and kept ground into flour and so on. The tool they used to throw things in the air was called a winnowing fork. Now when I was a little boy in South Georgia, we call that a pitchfork. But Betty tells me in Wake County, they call it, or in a lot of eastern North Carolina, they call that a sweet potato fork. <laughs> but something that with tines that would, you can lift a bunch of stuff and throw it into the air so the chaff would be blown away. Well, now that you know about winnowing forks, let us listen for God's word in the third chapter of Luke's gospel, starting at the 15th verse. As the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but the but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened. 
And the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. O Lord, may my words and may our thoughts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Are you filled with expectation? Luke's gospel says that the people who had ventured out into the desert to hear John the Baptist preach and, and to be baptized by him were filled with expectation. What do you reckon they expected? Now, early in this chapter, Luke says that the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the region around Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. So we know that they expected him to call them to repent, ask forgiveness of their sins. They expected to see an eccentric fellow. Elsewhere you read that he wore camel's hair clothing and ate, ate a diet. Well, we're just not going to talk about it before dinner today. <laughs> Had to do with locusts, you see. They probably did not expect him to start his sermon quite the way he did. He did John did not start with a humorous story, present a, three or four points from his text, and end up with a lovely poem, you know, kind of tie a ribbon on things. He did not start off with a warm word of welcome. All oh, y'all who come journeyed into the desert to hear me talk today and maybe ought to get, get your book autographed or whatever. No. John said to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, you brood of vipers. Who warned you to flee the wrath to come? Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Well, they didn't expect that, and they didn't expect what he said next either. He told them that, that just because they were Jewish, they couldn't count on being descended from Abraham to save them. So they asked a reasonable question, a good question. What then should we do? And John told them, anybody's got more than that. If you've got more than enough, share. He told people who were in positions of power, in that case, tax collectors and soldiers, he told them, don't oppress people. Don't take advantage of that position of power. You know, don't do harm to people. And then John went to baptizing. Well, these people who were filled with expectation asked John whether, you know, are you the Messiah? Or are we supposed to wait for somebody else? The one that's prophesied long ago and longed for over the ages. The one who was going to save Israel, who would save them. You see, they were occupied by Rome. They were, Roman soldiers ruled what happened in there. And John told them, essentially, you ain't seen nothing yet. He said, I'm just the warm-up guy. I'm the predecessor, the messenger. Now, I've read that in those days when a king was going somewhere, they sent out sort of an advance team. Well, they still do that, don't they? To kind of let people know he was coming. But, uh, John was the, he was the warm-up guy, the messenger. 
He said, I baptize you with water. He'll baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And then something even more expect, unexpected happened. Jesus showed up right there in John's congregation. I have to tell you, I used to teach Sunday for a quarter century or so. I taught Sunday school in Raleigh, and every once in a while, Dr. Al Edwards would come in and sit down, or Dr. Stock, or one of these other people. That, they had been to seminary, and they had PhDs in religion, and you weren't so sure whether you wanted to keep going. John had to be intimidated. Well, the funny thing is, Luke doesn't tell us anything about the actual baptism. Because you see, that's not what was special about that day so much. Luke just said, now when all the people were baptized, and Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, then three things happened. Things that nobody expected. There was an opening, a dove, and a voice. The heavens were open. The Holy Spirit descended like a dove. And then that voice from heaven, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. That was what was special about that day. Did you ever, ever wonder why did Jesus go out in the desert and get baptized by John? After all, this was for forgiveness of sins and a lot of Bible scholars have pondered this question over the centuries. They still do. You can see their dilemma. Why would the Son of God, who was just like us ordinary human beings in every respect yet without sin, why would he need to get baptized for repentance of sin? I'll tell you what I think. The baptism of Jesus was not like ours. Our baptism is like his. When Jesus was baptized, God said, you are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. When Jesus was baptized, he was acknowledged by God as the son of God. And when we are baptized, you and I, we are acknowledged as children of God, saved by the love of God through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. When we are baptized, we acknowledge that God has said what we read from the 43rd chapter of Isaiah. God has said to us, you are precious in my sight and honored and I love you. Thanks be to God. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ who stood with sinners on the riverbank uphold you and me. May the love of God who calls us beloved children bless you. May the power of the Holy Spirit who descended upon Jesus as a dove give you peace. Glory be to the God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit today, tomorrow, and forever. Amen. Amen.